0: Hey, and welcome everybody here to a special edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. Um, On our way back from Kansas City Municipal Auditorium, um, where the Northwest Missouri State Bearcat Men are your 2022 MIAA Tournament champions, and I got a special guest with me on the show. Um, It's the Maryville Forums, John Dykstra. John, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me back, Clifton.
0: Always a pleasure having you back. We're on. We're riding on the way. He's taking me back to St. Joe. He's on the way back from Maryville, and we witnessed um, Northwest and Washburn three this season. But it seems like you know these teams get these teams get pretty matched up. I think it's like seven year, seven times in the last two years these two teams have been matched up. It's just been it's just been incredible, like the watching these two teams compete: um, Hudgens versus Guyman, um, McCollum versus Ballard, um, Washburn versus Northwest. I mean. This is, it's, it, Coach kind of said, you know, it didn't turn in. It's not really a rivalry, but it's like, it's, it's very competitive, you know, when these two teams match up. What do you think um,
1: every single time Northwest and Washburn match up? I think it's really an era, and I think uh, your listeners will hear this later in uh, Trevor Hudgens' comments after the game. But Guyman and Lewis as a backcourt duo versus Bernard and Hudgens as a backcourt duo. That's just special in the MIAA. You don't see pairings like that often, and uh, they've they've had quite a run, like you said, seven times in the last two years. And uh, and Hudgens and Bernard have gotten the better of them more often, but Guyman and Lewis have given them as good a run as anybody in the league has these last few years. So tonight was a little bit of an end of an era, because it is the last time those guys will match up.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. And um, it seems like, you know, if if you've really had to pick, you know, really one team that's really had Northwest's number the last couple of years, Washburn would definitely have to be that team. But let's go ahead and let's recap the game here. In the first quarter, um, in the first half, um, tell you what, both teams, both teams shot the ball pretty well for the game. I think both teams shot over 50% for a while in the game. They may have both finished. The game with over fifty percent shooting, but you know, both both teams at the beginning of the first half take ter- took turns taking the lead, and then Washburn just goes on a run, and they led the game by as much as ten towards the middle towards the middle of the first half. But then um, John Dy- John mentioned it was a game of runs. Um, John, um, you know, Northwest went on a run there in the um, at the end of the first half to take a. Three point. I think it was a three-point lead into the locker room. I
1: think you're right.
0: Yeah, three-point right. lead in the locker room. We're doing this live here. Um, turn the light on here. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. Thirty-eight, thirty-five was the halftime lead for Northwest. Is um things might people might some people might have thought things were looking bleak for Northwest, but Northwest. Um, this is the second night in a row they've had to come back from being down as they were down against Fort
1: Hayes also. So, John, just your thoughts on the first half of the game. Well, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about Trevor Hudgens a little bit later, but that first half was two guys who maybe don't get quite the pub that a Bernard and a Hudgens get uh, for them. Uh, For Northwest, to me, it was Isaiah Jackson with his energy defensively who really changed the game, and uh, especially guarding those guards and Luke Waters just making shots. That kid's been in big games. He won a national championship, obviously, last year as a starter. And uh, that, that kid showed up ready to go tonight. And uh, Luke Waters' offense really carried them until uh, until the National Player of the Year showed up in the uh, second half.
0: Well, let's talk about the second half. Um, Northwest, um, Northwest started the second half. They extended their lead. Had the lead by as much as eleven in the half, but then um, Washburn came charging back with a run of their own. I ended up getting the game within one. Um, Northwest took a timeout when Washburn went up sixty-three to sixty-two, but then it seemed like after that, the player, the MIAA player of the year, Trevor Hudgens, just went in takeover mode. And I'll tell you what: the the if you have not had an opportunity to see Trevor Hudgens play. Um, please do so, whether it's live or whether it's on a, on a, on a network stream. The, the, the dude is just absolutely incredible. Finished with 35 points on the night. Luke Waters, as John mentioned, had 20. And it's just um, Northwest is, you know, this is a roster that's filled with a lot of experience and they've been in experience in these kind of situations and these kind of games. Um, after Washburn went on their run, Northwest went on another run. And ultimately ended up winning the game 84 to 84 to 78 84 76 right on the front of my score sheet here yep 84 76 what's the score there we're doing this live in the car so you know so having bear to look at hard my hard. having to ha, bear with our technical difficulties here having to look him in, in a dark car looking at my notes uh, more like the uh, more like the score sheet here, but 84-76 was the final score. Northwest avenged in an early a uh, middle February loss to the same Ichabods, which came down to a winning shot. Um, if anybody even remembers last year, the guyman about half court shot to beat Northwest in the MIAA championship game last year. It's just, there's just been thrilling games between these two ball clubs, and just um. John, just talk about the second half in Northwest. I'm just able to finish the,
1: just able to finish the job. Well, as you were talking there, Clifton, I kind of came to a realization, and I'm guilty of it too. Is we tend to talk and always want to look forward at, especially like Northwest, like, oh, what's the lineup look like if Bernard comes back? What's, what's it look like if Diego decides to move on to? All that type of stuff and think ahead. And this group of players that Northwest has had these last four years, um, when you talk about that core, um, we just got to sit back and appreciate those guys because, as you were saying, Trevor Hudgens is amazing to watch play. And I I don't know how it's going to translate to the pros. Uh, I know shooting translates, and he can shoot the ball. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how long we can all watch him play um, other places, but these last, whether it be one or six more games we got with these guys, I, I feel like Northwest fans um, have to appreciate it, and I think they do, but this, this group is special, and uh, especially Diego and Trevor as a pairing, and how they are just the perfect complements for each other, both as their games play with how they play the game but also personality wise they uh, they just mesh up pretty good so uh, yeah that's that's my thought and the second half was like you said the Trevor Hudgens show um, it was it was as good as he's played uh, Luke hit a couple more shots Diego got that look in his eye and uh, they were just able to close it out uh, against a good Washburn team. Who had everything to play for because they are probably not going to the tournament at this point unless something unforeseen happens um, tonight with the selection show. But they're they're probably their season's done. And salute to those guys too because, like I said before, Guyman, Lewis, Nelson, Clausing, all those guys, great careers for them. Yeah, and um,
0: Northwest once again you're tournament champions uh, avenging uh, like I said that mid-February loss to the Icobods in Maryville mid I think probably even more avenging that MIAA tournament loss a year ago in Maryville where Guyman had the half court shot to win the game there. So, um we're going to we're going to come back with John here in just a few minutes, but we got some post game from tonight's um, tournament championship. You will hear from Bearcat head coach Ben McCollum, junior Trevor Hudgens, and and Luke Waters, here's that sound from them right now.
2: Um, you know, I, I think the people that came out and there's probably quite a few people. I'm not even sure of the attendance, but um, they they absolutely got to see a, a show um, from both teams. Um, you know, I think anytime in the last few years, you know, three four years, whatever that we've played. Washburn, it kind of you know as a as a player probably and as a coach it it makes you better um, one and then it kind of shakes you to your core too where it's just like man you just you have to dig deep both teams and and um, you know it's a it's a special I don't know if you call it rivalry but um, kind of that concept and um, you know they had they've you know they've been fantastic obviously ever since Guyman got healthy again and and uh, Johnny Clausen got healthy I think they've been um, exceptional and uh, you know, one of the best teams in the country uh, once they got healthy and so um, again hats off to them uh, the effort that I thought our kids gave today uh, you know was was what we've been looking for all season long is to get that kind of consistency and to get um, offensively and defensively and then really fighting you know and, and competing and uh, I thought we did that tonight and uh, it was a good night to do that you know we, we were able to to come away with the win. Questions for Coach and student athletes. Go
0: ahead, uh, Mac. What's it What's it feel like to, to bring I guess to get back on top
2: after I guess, losing last year and then being able to come back and win the tournament this year? Yeah, I mean it's good. I, you know, I just um, I think it's it's good when you win. Obviously, it's exciting and um, it's just fun to like compete. You know, and to compete for a championship and to play in that kind of environment and, and you know, um, you know, it just makes you better. It makes you uncomfortable. And, and obviously, both teams I thought put on a show. So um, it was fun. Uh,
1: Trevor, just that matchup with you guys as backcourts, you and DB versus Man Lewis, you guys have been doing it a long time. Um, just how much fun is that matchup with all you guys kind of knowing each other's moves and what you all can do? Um,
3: I think it's it's really hard. Um, I've known Tyler for a long time, known Jay Lu since Washburn. Um, I mean, we're all competitors, and they're pretty good. I feel like we're pretty good, and it's, it's just fun to compete against them.
0: Trev, what, what was kind of the, you kind of mentioned it downstairs, what, what went
3: into your performance today? You had a game high 30 something points, and it, it kind of seemed like you started off slow, and then some, a flip switch. Um, I mean, just the confidence from my teammates, um, especially, you know, Diego, me and him playing for four years together. Um, he just keeps on telling me, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. Um, I mean, ball is going in now. <laughs> ball is going in today. Um, the past two games, it was, was kind of shaky, but I mean, it's just a competitive game. It's a championship game. Um, I mean, that's what we work for. That's what we work for all year. And um, I felt like we just we just showed, we showed up today played hard, Let's go to the back over here. Luke, for you really in that first half you were able to kind of find some holes in their defense, what was kind of working for you maybe they early on to kind of get some open buckets in the lane? Yeah, we were just working that uh, top, top ball screen and Johnny was closing out short on me and so I was able to get a couple looks from three early and then they had to adjust to that and then that opened up my drives a little bit. Just looking to be aggressive and try to make plays where I could.
2: He wasn't aggressive on the board so he had zero rebounds. <laughs> I just here. like the message. you okay, Luke. I'm just kidding. I think I had one. He has zero on here. You know, it's up to the stat keepers. But... <laughs> we uh, didn't
3: miss one,
2: so I know that. I had an board I had an board I did. Well, we'll just talk to him. Here. We'll <laughs> get it on there. You yeah, got hurt your average.
3: Uh, Trevor, what does winning this one do to kind of just dispel any of the doubt people had on you guys this season? I
2: know you guys talked about that earlier this week, so just how does it feel to win this one and kind of.
3: Um, I mean, it feels good in the moment, but I mean, we still have the rest of the season left. You know, we got we got the next guaranteed game, um, and I feel like it's just on to the next. It's winter, go home now. Um, this is all fun and games, and it's fun to win, but now it's the real NCAA uh, tournament, and uh, we got to focus on that and prepare for that.
0: Go back here again. Talk about uh, playing in Kansas City. You're a Kansas City guy, and uh, I'm sure you probably had a lot of supporters here today. Talk about uh, just winning one uh, from the home crowd.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. I Municipal mean, is obviously a historic place to play. Uh, I had a lot of family and friends in the crowd all these past three games, and just to be able to w- win a championship uh, down in Kansas City is really cool for me. Go to the front here. Uh, Trevor, um, being back in
0: this building after. Covid and then playing in Maryville last year, uh, and then you had options after last year, but you chose to come back. How does
3: all of that play into making this one special for you? Um, I mean, I have plans on coming back regardless of Covid or anything else. Um, I mean, it's my last year. It's special regardless. You know, it's it's senior year. Um, it's special. I've been I've been with couple of the guys for all these years. Um, we've been working hard all these years. Um, and, I mean, it paid off. It paid off to win this championship. Now, trying not to prepare for the rest of the season. Go to the back here. This is for either player, just what are your emotions now heading into the selection show? Uh, obviously, we're eager to see who we're going to play in that first round matchup. And then we'll turn our attention towards them and hopefully have a great week of preparation and have a good game plan going into that. You coach you talked about after the regular season championship nothing's been easy this year for this group and you guys getting this one too can you go ahead and maybe go into details? what's been challenging about this year and what makes this so rewarding Is this group's been able to get the regular season but also the tournament championship too
2: yeah i think you know i said it probably after the Carney game um you know every every team has its its own story and when you have however many conference championships we've won and and some of the success that we've had with teams where, you know, you might um, blow out teams uh, more often. You know, you might, um, you know, like the Elite Eight last year, no one got within 15 or 20 of us, whatever it was. Um, And that was their story. Uh, This team's story is a little bit different simply because things are a little bit more difficult. Like, it just doesn't come as easy. You know, you don't have... Um, you know, you don't have just an extra shot maker out there. You know, you don't have that extra length defensively. You just don't have that. And that's okay, because this is not that team. This is a different one. And, um, you know, I think through those struggles and through it just being hard, uh, it makes it it makes it makes really fun. It makes it really rewarding. Um, I enjoy coming to practice. Uh, I've lost a lot more hair this year than um, I don't have a lot left to lose, and I've lost a lot more hair this year. Um, I can, I can first, and then I'll move on. Our first play of the game, I drop an ATO, after timeout play, and everybody's on the wrong side of the floor, and, and no one knows what they're doing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, uh, so that's 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 my life. They're just beautiful with that, but um, they're just it's just This is harder. This is this is what it is, and that's okay. That's there's nothing wrong with that, and and I'm, you know, I've got my own faults, so. Obviously, a million big shots from Trevor tonight. Uh, the one that will loom large in my mind,
3: is the one at the shot clock buzzer down the stretch. Just how big was that to hit that and kind of pull away there a little bit? And talk about just how big that, that shot was
2: down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, he hit a lot of big ones. Uh, obviously, that one just, just was able to kind of seal it and, and kind of break their backs a little bit. Um, you know, I think that's that's who he is. That's how he plays. You know, and I think that um, he just, you know, for the couple games, they're just a little bit off, and now he's... You know, he started to click a little bit, but that was that was a huge shot, and um, yeah, again, I mean, our guys expect that out of them, and and uh, guys just step up when they need to, and that was that was just one of those games. Second
0: round, Mac. You guys were down ten,
3: and then you went on a sixteen to three run to close the first half. What what kind of
2: changed at that point? Um, I mean, I, you know, I, we weren't sprinting back in transition, we weren't matching up. Um, our offense was fine and they were playing really really well and they played really well and then they went really small and then we couldn't guard them for a little bit and then we were able to go small with them and did a little bit better job then they went back big but um yeah i mean it's just, it just a good basketball team nothing they're just good yeah
3: we go to the background luke and trevor for you guys kind of going along the lines of what i was coached about the challenges this year what has coach done to help you guys this year what, what's this been like with him this year's kind of there, you guys, a story that you guys are writing, but from your perspective of what Coach has done. Um, I feel like Coach has just brought us back to the basics. Um, we just we just went over our offense, we went over our defense, just the basic principles of our of our just organization as a whole. Um, and I feel like I feel like just the past week that, that we had to practice before the MIAA tournament um, was really good for us. Um, we went over the basics and we got better in those two, three days that we had to practice. And um, a lot of credit to the coach and then a lot of credit to the guys just, you know, uh, going with their roles and just willing to put everything on the line and come to the tournament and just win. Go
1: yeah. to the front row right here. Uh, Mac Isaiah kind of gave you guys that lift in the first half with a, a lot of energy, especially defensive end and then finished a couple plays at the run too. Where have you seen him grow the most as his, uh, as his year has gone on? He's
2: got more playing time. You're just being ready every day. That's the, with youth comes the inability to get up every single day, every single practice, every single game, and not just play hard, but play with elite intensity, elite intentionality. And that's the hardest thing for young guys to, to get. Um, he's getting there. He certainly hasn't arrived. Um, but he is he is getting there, and that's what you saw tonight. Back corner, Trevor. Was
3: there a moment in this one that you realized you were locked in, or that you realized you weren't missing? Did you know, you had twenty, twenty-five, thirty down the stretch, or were you just kind of out there playing and then realized afterwards that you had all the points? Um, I mean, it was a big game. Uh, they're a great team. Uh, they went on their runs. We went on ours. Um, just playing the game, honestly. It was it was really fun, really competitive. Um, I mean shots were falling this game um felt pretty good but happy we got the win
1: go here to the front then we have time for about one more question uh trev you kind of alluded to it earlier but does it feel any different now knowing that uh this any game could be your last at this point and uh just how's the tournament feel going into it um
3: i wouldn't say it feels any different um i, I feel like i i go all out every game um i compete every game um I feel like we play together and play for each other um, each and every day in practice and games and whatever situation we're in. Um, I mean, it's just it's just another day.
2: You know, if we can get some good NIL money, maybe we could keep them around for another year.
3: <laughs> I'll see if the forum can
2: up. <laughs> that's you that's what I was going <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, we'll yeah. see if that works. I think our last question in the back
3: here, Coach. You guys obviously bought your ticket today. Washburn kind of on the bubble. You guys have had some epic battles with them. From your perspective, do you think they're a tournament team?
2: i mean i think there's like four or five teams in our league that are tournament teams so i i you know i i just i i do not like how division two is set up in regards to that i just it is it is a travesty i think hayes should be in i think washburn should be in i think we should all be in separate regions I, i just think it needs to be set up differently um you know they were unfortunate where they had uh tyler was injured for so long and then, um, and then Johnny just kind of got healthy as well. So, um, you know, they they got stuck. And I mean, we got stuck with some injuries and some COVID and stuff like that too. I mean, everybody, you know, whatever. But um, so I, I don't know if that answers your question. But I feel like there's four or five that deserve to be in, um, in my in my mind. But it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It just needs to change. I think you can't win 20, 21. And what did Hayes win? Like 25. You can't win that many games and. I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think they should, but um, I don't I don't think it matters what I think because I think Southeast Oklahoma has won 25 games, and they lost in their semis, you know, and so where do you go there? I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, I would hate to be on the committee this year.
0: And that was sound from your 2022 MIAA Tournament Champions, the Northwest men's basketball team. Got a few stats that we're going to run down here real quick before we talk about the playoffs here. The um, the Bearcats, they were led by Trevor Hudgens, as we just talked about, with 35 points. Had four rebounds and had um, five assists on the night. Great night. Great night for Trev. Luke Waters, as we mentioned, 20 points. Um, you heard um, Coach um, McCollum joked around in the press conference um, about Luke having zero rebounds. I'll tell you what, Luke had a heck of a game. Luke had a heck of a game, 20 points, all joking aside there. And then Diego Bernard, uh, Diego, the Lafayette product, was the only Mm -hmm. other Bearcat in double figures with 11 points, um, four rebounds, and four assists. Um, Isaiah Jackson at seven, we talked about just his energy and just on the defensive end and the offensive end, you know, covering Guyman and covering Lewis and um, Deffenbaugh and all those other guards, uh, Tyler Nelson, all -hmm. those other guards they bring to the table. So, Bearcats um, only turned the ball over nine times tonight, which was uh, which is really really good. Um, eleven assists to nine turnovers. Washburn they were led in scoring tonight by Jalen Lewis with seventeen, um, with thirteen. Connor Deffenbaugh and thirteen. Guyman and Michael Keegan had twelve. No, my, no. Guyman and Tyler Nelson at twelve. Michael Keegan at eleven. So five Washburn players in double figures, and um, Johnny Clausen got eight. On the night, 8.6 rebounds, and um, this Washburn team—they are very, very balanced. And you know, it just seemed like you know a year ago that um, that they were so um, Tyler Guyman score heavy, and they're really not Tyler Guyman score heavy this year. There are other guys that can score the basketball, and this and that, that makes them really, really dangerous. So, um, John, um, Northwest wins the MIAA tournament. Now we get into now we talk about the Central Region play, and. um, this has been a region that has been that is there's been some teams that have that maybe wouldn't get playoff berths if everything would have went, you know, maybe by the book. But there's some havoc that has been caused in this central region. It could very well affect the MIAA. What what are your thoughts on where you where you see Northwest in the region, where you where you're gonna where you think you'll see them in the regional rankings, and um, what do you think about the MIAA in the region
1: as a whole? Well, I'll echo something the listeners heard with, uh, with Coach McCollum there at the end of the, uh, at the end of his press conference talking about how the regionalization is really unfortunate. Um, as he referenced, they, they kind of crushed everybody in the Elite Eight last year, whereas Northern State was one of the best basketball games I've ever witnessed, regardless of level. Um. And should have been the national championship game. There's a very good chance we see that again with how stacked, once again, the central region is. Um, it's the it's the same conferences, but a little bit new play or new teams in the mix. Um, the Northern Sun has had three elite teams all year, uh, with Augustana who. By the time this is released, we'll know. But I would assume they will host in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, And then Upper Iowa and Minnesota Duluth as well. Um, All really good teams. And then Minnesota Moorhead won that conference tournament. uh, as A Duluth player got hurt and allowed them, allowed Moorhead to kind of steal that uh, conference championship game. So there would be four Northern Sun teams in the field. Um, Central Oklahoma and Northwest will definitely be in the field, as will the GAC champion. It's that last spot that gets kind of interesting. You got Southeastern Oklahoma, who was thought to be in the field, um, but lost in the semifinals of the GAC tournament. So now, if it were up to me, I would say no on them, because the GAC is substantially a weaker conference. Than the MIAA here in the Northern Sun. And I would put in either Hayes or Washburn. And I could see arguments for both of those teams. I think I would lean Hayes just because they had a better regular season. But if we're being honest, I kind of think Washburn is the more dangerous team of those um, because they've been playing some really good basketball ever since Guyman and uh, Klossing and all those guys got healthy again. So, uh, I... If it were, I, it'll, I think it'll be down to those three teams and then it'll be interesting to see which, which one of those the committee takes. If it's one of the MIAA teams or if it's uh, uh, the GAC regular season conference champion. Um, that would really be the question. As far as Northwest seeding, um, they were four entering the tournament. They won their tournament. The three teams above them were those three Northern Sun teams they all lost Um, so it's really just a question of how high they jump it won't be number one there's a chance it could be number two but I would bet they're a three seed um, which gets you on the opposite side of the bracket from the host school which is obviously Augustana so that's a good good place to be I think and a comfortable place to be of course they were the two seed last year Uh, And had to go to Aberdeen, South Dakota. And ended up winning that tournament, obviously, over Northern State. And then winning the national championship. So, they're capable from coming from a not-top seed to win it. They were actually the number two seed in the Elite A2 last year. And ended up winning it. And left little doubt in that as to how much better they were than the other teams there. So uh, they're playing good basketball right now. Coach Mack said in that that uh, press conference you listened to, and they should be set up and ready to, uh, to make a run. And I know that if I was an opposing coach, I do not want to see Ben McCollum, Trevor Hudgens, and Diego Bernard across the court from me because those guys in March, all they do is win. None of them have, well... Coach Macass, but Diego and Trev have never lost an NCAA tournament game, so I I don't bet against them at this point in the season. Yeah, but uh, that will do it for our uh, for the
0: first part of the show here. Uh, we're gonna let John go here in just a second, but um, John, you do great things at the Maryville Forum. Um, great stories, great feature stories, great game coverage. Um, what can um. What can our listeners or even readers of the Maryville Forum? What can they expect from you this upcoming week?
1: Uh, lots of lots of time on the road for me this week. Uh, we'll be headed down to uh, down to Springfield this weekend for Platte Valley and maybe a little bit of Stanberry coverage as well um, from their state championship games, which I know Clifton you've you've covered heavily on the uh, on the podcast as well. But they'll be playing the. Uh, state semifinal on friday and then either state championship or third place games on uh on saturday and then from there i go to you'll be able to tell people where i'm going by the time the podcast comes out but i anticipate that i will be driving to sioux falls to watch some uh northwest missouri state basketball and we will be with those guys until they uh until they lose. Should we go to Evansville? We will be in Evansville too. But other than that, it's almost, this weather doesn't feel like it, but it's almost baseball season. So, of course, all the spring sports as well are, are coming up, and we're excited for that. Well, I know, John, um,
0: just like myself and just like all the other media members of this um, area, we just been on the road just grinding, grinding away with a lot of stuff going on in our area when you, when you talk about high school basketball and you talk about Northwest and the Western women could potentially be selected for uh, for a regional uh, we'll know
1: by the end of this recording here but um it's a good problem to have Clifton that means we got a lot of winning going on when we got to make these long road trips to state and national events and like you said the Missouri Western women Candy has done a great job with them too they'll are they likely to be selected so uh it's, it's a good problem to have with a lot of road trips and a lot of winning. And absolutely, should
0: be another fun week here on the podcast. But, um, John, thank you so much for um, coming on. Thank you for allowing me to travel with you to the MIAA tournament. And um, good luck to you, and um, we'll be looking forward to your coverage. Thank you, Clifton. That will do it for this portion of the podcast. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. A little bit of a disclaimer here. We actually did record this um portion before the um before the NCAA tournament selection show um we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back with our second part of this episode which will run down where north on the northwest men and the Missouri western women end up in the NCAA tournament and we'll run down those brackets here after a quick commercial break this segment of the cliff notes podcast is sponsored by the Maryville forum sports section The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to maryvilleforum.com to get yours today. Alrighty, we want to thank John Dykstra for helping me recap the Northwest Men's victory over Washburn tonight. In the MIAA Tournament. Now we're going to get on to some bit to a bigger tournament. The NCAA Division II Tournament. And we got two local teams that are going to be going dancing. And we're going to start that off by talking about the Missouri Western Women. They're the 7th seed in the Central Region. And they will take on Southwestern Oklahoma. Who is 29-4. That region will be at Fort Hayes. And that game will take place the first round games will take place on Friday. The rest of the bracket goes like this. Fort Hayes, the number one seed, they're going to take on Minnesota State. The fourth seed is Missouri Southern. That's with the MIAA Player of the Year, Lacey Stokes. I'll tell you what, she ought to be dangerous come March. They're going to take on fifth seed, St. Cloud State. And then the bottom of the bracket, Southwestern, Oklahoma, and Missouri Western is the 2-7 matchup. And then the 3-6 matchup is 3 seeded Minnesota Duluth and 6 seeded Nebraska Kearney. Also, congratulations to Ford Hayes, Missouri Southern, and Nebraska Kearney for also representing the MIAA in the Central Region Bracket. In the men's bracket, the Northwest Missouri State men will begin the defense of their national championship in Sioux Falls, South Dakota as they, will, they are the three-seed in the bracket and will take on Minnesota State Moorhead who upset Minnesota Duluth to win the Northern Sun Conference Tournament. That is the 3-6 game. That's on the very bottom of the bracket. The rest of the bracket looks like this. Augustana, the number one seed in the region, will take on Southwestern Oklahoma. 4th seed, Upper Iowa, will take on 5th seed, Central Oklahoma. And then, in the matchup that directly affects Northwest, if Northwest wins, they will take on the winner of the two seed, Minnesota Duluth, and the 7th seed, Washburn, who got in... despite losing in the MIAA Conference Tournament. A lot of people could have maybe made the case that Fort Hayes could have got in instead of Washburn, even though Hayes had a better conference record and a better overall record. But I said this to several people. Washburn has... Wins over Northwest. They have a win over UCO. And most of their losses came when Tyler Guyman and Johnny Clausing were out of the lineup. So this this Washburn team, I'll tell you what, they're just like the Missouri Southern women. They can get hot, and they are a, they can be a hot team come March. If I were Minnesota Duluth, I would watch out. But those are the regional brackets. Again, Northwest men, Missouri Western women are going dancing. The Western women will start Regional play Friday. The Northwest men will start on Saturday. Those are in Hayes for the women. Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the men. I want to thank everybody so much for um, for your listenerships. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to um Head Coach Ben McCollum, um, Trevor Hudgens, and Luke Waters for taking part in the post-game press conference today. Later on this week, we will have Class 4 sectionals with Benton Girls and Lafayette Boys. We'll also... Preview some of the region. We'll preview the regions a little bit more here at the end of this week. Plus, we have LeBlanc boys in the state final four uh, this weekend on Friday as they will take on Moorhead in Springfield. So, there's going to be a lot of big stuff coming up, including the Central Girls are in the quarterfinals on Saturday. The Bitten Girls and the Lafayette Boys could potentially join them on Saturday in Independence. So, a lot of stuff. Going on this week. I want to thank everybody once again for your listenership. Thank you all for your support. No show on Monday. We will be back at it on Tuesday to recap Bitten B- Girls and Lafayette Boys' sectional matchups at Liberty North. Until then, take care, everybody.